0: So in November of 2018, God gave me a word coming into that month. Actually, if you think about November of 2018, in August of 2017, our attendance had dropped below numbers that we had not seen since we have been in this facility. It was a time of like, God, you're either going to do this thing or we're closing the doors. Now, most of you didn't know it because I don't get out here and whine and moan. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. We just stand in faith and get people of faith to stand in faith. He said, well, you should have told us. You couldn't have handled it. You couldn't have handled it. But we had a miracle in 2017 when Pastor Bill Walton came and released that word. Ever since then, things have started to turn. So from 2017, November, to 2018, we had grown 150 people, finances getting back where they need to be, things happening. Now in 2018, I gave you a word what was coming in 2019, which would be a year of what? Supernatural advancement through what? Has anybody experienced any advancement this year? Has anybody experienced clarity or growth in your life this year? And we're getting ready to move into vitality. So, As God said that, we have been experiencing that in just a marvelous, marvelous way. Now, it really blew me away because I received a lot of vision and and things that I saw that the Holy Spirit wants to do through us, and I know everything is not for the one year. But it really blew me away, the one thing God did I didn't expect. The thing he did that I think was most significant, I mean, I know we've had Well over 100 salvations, because my goodness, we had over 30 in December. So we had well over 100, probably a couple hundred plus salvations. I don't know the exact stats. Finances went up. Attendance went up. We added 32 new families into membership just in our last membership. So not counting all year. I mean, God's been doing things. But as I look at this, it really amazed me. The thing he did that was not on my radar was he moved us into the strongest, unified position as a spiritual family than we've been in in the entire 20 years. Really? From our leadership, our staff, all the way down through to every new person that's came into this church, there is a unity here, there's a health that we've never experienced. We've had way more numbers and more money and done more things, but we've never had. This. So that tells me God is setting a foundation for something amazing. Amen, do you believe that this morning? So God really, he exceeded even my expectation of what he's doing. And as I look around as a pastor and I think about the amazing things, like I said during the offering that he's done over 15,000 salvations in the walls of Bethel, millions of dollars given to missions, we planted, like I said, two churches in Ukraine, one church in Ukraine, two churches in India, two churches in eastern Kentucky, plus we've sown into lots of churches and helped them when they were planning that it really wasn't our spiritual sons and daughters. And I think of that, I think of the oh, huge food program we did for two years in Ukraine. I mean, there's just so much I could go through, I don't have time. Think of the food, this year I'm believing for, and with Miss Kathy, she's been believing longer than me for it. I've been believing, but she's really been believing. There's a difference when I'm, I'm agreeing with you, sister, than I'm believing with you. Because I had to get my faith caught up with her faith about that area. See, you, you, you got faith in areas I don't have, but I got faith in areas you don't have. But that's why when we come together as a corporate body, we're stronger together. Amen? So since we already did almost 50% of what we did the first nine years of food ministry, 200,000 pounds this year, and uh, well over 1,000 families ministered to and so on, uh, now salvations have started to happen. I'm putting my faith out, and I want you that we get a facility for our food ministry this year. I want a facility somewhere uh, around here that is, we can really grow that and probably have other things other than food ministry in it, but that's one of the big things I'm believing for. There's a bunch of other stuff, and I won't get into all that, what I'm believing for. I'll tell you when it's time, but I got to prepare you. So he's preparing us. Hmm. So this year, really, God has just been laying the foundation in my heart. Because if he can't get it in my heart, he can't get it in your heart. And it started kind of leaking out to you. We've had, I guess, over 40 new businesses this year started. Isn't that exciting, you guys? (laughs) Turn with me to Ephesians 3. I want to give you the verse. I believe this passage of Scripture is our Scripture for the year. There will be others added to it. But I believe this is our passage, Ephesians 3, verses 20 through 21. So what I want you to realize is we've been receiving these prophetic words even through November and December, especially in November, just a special time celebrating our 20th with the men and women of God coming in. The theme became prophetically that we're moving from Bethel 1.0 to Bethel 2.0. And then God began to stir these two words, quantum leap. Everybody say quantum leap. And as he's doing that, what the Holy Spirit made very clear, this is not, quote, just some church organization's quantum leap. This is our quantum leap. Because if you don't go into 2.0, Bethel can't go into 2.0. Why? Because you are Bethel. Right? You are the church. You are the bride of Christ. So as we step into our 2.0, I want to prepare you. say so he wants to prepare us. Here's why. And I tell this to people sometimes when they question me on things, and it's just, I don't want to call it stupid. It's just naivety. They just don't have knowledge about a matter. And they want to challenge me on a doctrine. I mean, I go in there and I don't have, all, I don't have my doctrines of masters of divinity up on my wall and stuff. I could pull it out of my closet and show it to them if they wanted to see it. And I preach this gospel, paid to preach this gospel for almost 30 years. Paid. Not just, ooh, I got a word. And, preached to three people in a closet somewhere. I was preaching four years before that. So I have almost 35 years since I preached my first message and over a dozen people gave their life to the Lord the first message I preached. So I've done this a day or two, right? So when people do stupid stuff or say stupid stuff, Paul, you know, I know stupid is and stupid does, right? Famous quote, you know where that came from, Forrest Gump. I just, sometimes I say it out loud, well, I love you, man, but you just don't know what you don't know. Well, just explain it to me. I said, you couldn't handle it. That's right. But that's like Jesus said, today you're gonna eat my flesh and drink my blood and everybody left but the 12 because they knew, why well, we're gonna leave because we're gonna die anyway. We're with we this sucker. We've, we've already been on the stage. We're there, right? But what I wanna do, Chris, is get people right now because I don't want anyone to be left out of what God wants to do in 2020. That's a very prophetic year for the whole church, the bride of Christ, not just Bethel. But I believe God has been especially preparing us for this quantum leap. So as we do, I wanna give you a couple things that I believe can either propel you into your quantum leap of your next, your 2.0. Whatever your life has been up to this point, I don't care if you're 10, 20, 50, 70, 80, Whatever it that's your 1.0. Say, so that's my 1.0. Say, so, but I'm ready for my 2.0. And for many of us, what is that? That's a quantum leap. It's not just you're going to move into it. I don't want to move into it 15 years from now, Sarah. I want to, I want to leap into it. I want to launch from 2.0. So my goal before 2020 is over, I'm already functioning in my 2.0. So if you can hang with me. You know, get out of bed and get here on Sunday and give and sow and serve and love people and you'll be there with me. So look at Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what? All Hmm. that we ask or think. Now what does that tell you? What does that tell you to him that is able to do above all that we ask or think. That tells me I'm not asking for enough and I'm not thinking big enough. He's not saying I'm gonna meet you where you're at. He said, hey, 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 I I know you like that car, that house, you know, that debt you got for college and all that, but there's something that you haven't even thought about yet. Because if you can't think about it, you can't ask for it. You, you can't ask for something you, you don't think about. So beyond what I can ask or think, look at this now. Now to him, who's him? God, right? Who is able what to do. That word able is the same word as you get in Ability. Who is able to do exceedingly, what? Abundantly. That's a hundredfold blessing. Above what? All that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So there's something we got to do. If we want to move into Bethel 2.0, there's the work that's got to be done in us. Say, Work in me, Holy Spirit. Say, Work in me, Holy Spirit. Verse 21. To him, God, be glory, means manifested presence. Where? In your house? At your job? In your quote, ministry outside the four walls of the church. Anywhere where he said the glory is going to start. Oh, Pete, you say, but this person's successful and they don't they don't have a home church. They sew to the TV and they float around the churches. They got a pretty good little ministry. Exactly. Because it's what they can think about and ask for, but they're never even going to know what to ask for unless they're in line with God. You get what you get because you know what you know, and you do what you do. But if you want a quantum leap, Jim, that means there's some things you haven't even thought about yet that God has. And how can I ask, make a request, and make it known and release faith to receive it if I don't know about it? For him be glory where? In the church. The bride of Christ. The assembly in our... That's why he says, fell not to assemble yourselves together. So when you come, what? Have a psalm, a song, a prayer, a dance, all that good stuff. A word, whatever. To him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ. To who? So it means it never ceases. To all generations. How long? Forever? And ever and ever. So when the scripture tells me Jesus is the same yesterday, and his glory is resting and waiting for me in the church for what? Ever and ever and ever. So we're asking God to do things, and he's just sitting there saying, It's too small. Think bigger. You're you're over here wringing your hands over what? Getting your car paid off? I'm trying to get you into something at the multi-million dollar corporation. or I'm, I'm trying to get you into some investment that you don't ever think about money, so you can just do this. Or I'm trying to think about a ministry I have for you that's greater than any little ministry you're trying to stir up the dust yourself in. But you're only going to find it in the church. That's where the presence comes for your business. It's where the presence comes for your family. That's where the presence comes for your ministry. And I'm not putting ministries down. I'm just telling you, if you could think about it and dream it, that's not it. Look, anything you thought about and have dreamt about, and I'm not talking about, oh, it'd be nice to have a billion dollars. It'd be nice, oh, to have a ministry of four million people. You know, it'd be nice, too, to lose 30 pounds, but it's here. And I get reminded of it since she just ran 11 and a half miles yesterday. <laughs> Crazy woman. So I got to step up my game, amen. Yeah. But right now, I just got to get off the couch. So then I can start. A, I got to walk beyond from the couch to the refrigerator. I got to get out in the neighborhood. No, I'm just kidding. So, look at this now. So the blessing I need, where is it? It's not in the four walls. This building is not spiritual. God said he builds his house where? Out of precious stones. He puts his spirit, 1 Peter says, in precious stones, and he builds his house out of rocks, right? Not bricks, rocks, because each rock is shaped and cut different, and everyone's different. Texture, size, color, everything. And he builds his church out of the rocks. And he built us what on the rock? Jesus. So who is it that's able to bring me into my quantum leap? The Bible tells you, right? It's Jesus. So that means you don't have to be able to do it yourself. You just have to be able to trust the one that can do it. What is Jesus able to do? What is he able to do? You just read it in that scripture. It's exceedingly abundantly say above all I can ask or think. And that's a pretty high standard. So maybe he's saying we need to dream bigger. Maybe he's saying we need to maybe we need to pray Bigger prayers. <laughs> Maybe he said we need to take some bolder steps of faith. Maybe he's saying we need to stretch ourselves beyond what we not only have ever done, but we've ever dreamt or imagined. One of the cool things, we brought 32 different families, people into the church, over 20-some new families, 32 people, and I did a, a, a Zoom face-to-face call with each individual like Donna and others I just heard vision. Didn't you, when you were on there with me, Naomi, we heard vision. People saying, well, since I've been here, God's woke up dreams up in me. Since I've been here, I, I have the faith to start this mission or to start that or to do this or to serve here. To, and it's just so cool seeing people's ministry gets re, just reinitiated. Like, since I've been here, I'd put this calling or since I've been here, I hadn't been serving, but when I got here, it stirred up again to serve and to minister to children or to minister in the community or to do outreach or whatever it might be, to give, to serve, to love more, to serve in the church since I've been here. Well, that's the greatest compliment a pastor can have is that when new people come in and they're getting stirred. But I want to ask you that's been here a year, five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, where are you? Where's your passion? Are you comfortable? doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that's all you're going to be. Do you want to ride off into the sunset at this level or less? Or, do you wanna, or are you on path to this? thing that you have dreamt of and you wrote out your mission and your vision statement for your life. Well God's saying rip that up. Because if you're already on track for that, that's not it. It's bigger. It's greater than you could ever ask, think, or even imagine. Now, I know some of you, see, that's why I said I got to prepare you because some of you are like, ooh, let's do it. I'm done. That's enough, pastor. I'm ready to run. I got this to do. I got that. I got to put. I get a long prayer. I got to get my seed in the ground. I got I to gotta prophesy over my seed. I got to get up and do my creative steps every morning. You're ready. You're like, I can just shut the book and go home. You'd be rocking by the, You'd be here next Sunday swinging off the, we don't have chandeliers. They're pretty high lights together. <laughs> Maybe jumping over chairs. I don't know. And others are saying, I don't know, man. I mean, I haven't. I kind of stopped dreaming because I wasn't reaching the dreams I had, Pastor. I, I don't know. I just kind of tried that a time or two and got so depressed I almost quit God. So I just had to settle down and not overcommit. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's seasons you don't need to commit. There's seasons when you're going through a grieving process or some process in your life. You need to back off. We tell our volunteer. I told a, a couple people that joined membership, and they had really served a lot before in their life, things, events going on in their life. I said, would you? And they were, well, I just kind of feel like I've been kind of sitting back, but I feel like I'm starting to feel it again. I said, just sit back. Do the very minimum, which is just to serve one service a month and be a tither and be a prayer warrior and attend right. Just do that. Don't go in here and say, i got to join this ministry and make a big commitment. Get yourself full. Get yourself fed. Get yourself healed up. There's seasons you just got to step back. But you do that under the covering of your leadership when you come and talk to them and tell them your situation. You don't sit out there and half dial your own and then everybody's just using me and wearing me out. Nobody's using you and wearing you out. you wearing you out and you're using you because you're doing it in the flesh, not the arm of God. But when you're doing it under the arm of the Lord, then his glory, his manifested presence is visible in your life, and then he enables you and strengthens you to do what you could not do on your own, and it's not as hard. Let's look at this. Let's look at this in the, uh, another translation, the TPT. It's the Passion uh, Translation, the Passion Translation, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Same verse, verse the. Just never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. So really, when you're doubting can you do something and God has put it in your heart to do it, you're not doubting you. You're doubting God and his ability. See, we, we say, I just don't have faith. Well, when I say I don't have faith, that means I don't believe in God that he is big enough to do what I've been told to do. I didn't say you didn't believe in God, you just don't believe enough about God that he has the power to do that through your life. Well, I'm just getting ready. What are you getting ready for? You're breathing and walking. You better do what God said do. Doesn't mean you go out and do it today. You get under leadership, under authority, and get direction and do it together. We're in the church. It's where the glory, and then you go out of the church. The end time church will be the strongest church ever on the face of the earth. Why? Because I, all five-fold ministries will come under one roof and operate prophets and apostles, evangelists and teachers in and out of the church. Instead of everybody here doing their parachurch ministry. Imagine if all the great para- there was seasons for parachurch ministries and there's still seasons for some of them now because churches wouldn't let these men and women of God in their churches to give the truth about certain areas that people in the church didn't like. And they've become great ministries. But what if the, under the umbrella of the church, those parachurch ministries were in local churches blowing up and blowing out? How, strong, how much stronger and greater in revelation power and resources would the local church be? Now, I'm not putting any ministry down. It's a parachurch organization. That's between them and God. And, and, and I believe that there's seasons and times for that. Now, a lot of them say, well, I, I'm under a church. You are, oh, you got a 501c3. You own the church and you hire a pastor. I don't think that means you're submitted in a church. That's why I love Prophet Trout. He submits every time he comes in here. Pastor, I'm here for you. And he's a, he preaches all over the world. Is this helping anyone? What time is it? I don't want to hold you too long here. Never doubt God's mighty power, what? To work in you and accomplish you know, some things in your life that maybe you'll just make it to heaven and, oh, all this. He will achieve. Who's gonna achieve? See, you're trying to be an achiever and you're missing it. You're wasting your time. You, you don't have the power to do nothing. You don't even have the power to take your next breath unless the Lord allows it. You breathe and know not how you breathe. He will achieve what? Infinitely to infinity and beyond. More than, your, more than your greatest request. So you're thinking if I could just get 60% of what I'm believing for and God's saying, I'm gonna do more than you request. Just get in line and do what I told you to do. Your most, look at this. I'm gonna do more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream. Anybody got any crazy dreams in here? Well, I had crazy dreams when I was young and everybody told me I was a fool and they were right. I I didn't hit the mark and I just had to calm down. I'm just here getting to heaven and God bless you. You probably won't last long in Bethel. (laughs) We'll either convert you and you'll be dreaming crazy dreams and doing great things or you'll be, those people are just too harsh, they're too strong, they're too opinionated. They, they require too much. Well, what do they require? Well, I have to sit through a sermon once a week. Oh, you do. What's so hard about that? You don't understand every time. They're telling me, I got to believe for this, try that, sow here, do this, and grow here and learn. Yeah. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. So, you know, a lot of people just leave here just because they're convicted. And they just go somewhere else where they don't get convicted so much and they feel bigger than what they really are in a church that's not really got power. It's got big numbers, but no power. I mean, if God, and I love numbers. I love thousands, tens thousands, millions. We're under the covering of a church, the largest church in the world, under Bishop Oyedipo. I love that. But, but if numbers equated power, what would those 120 people meant in Acts 2 when they shook the world? And they didn't do anything. They were just in there praying, probably sleeping like most of us. You've been in there a few days, you're tired anyway. I'm sure they wasn't getting a lot of praying done. They'd been fasting. They are probably hungry and tired. They didn't have air conditioning in a stone building. But the Holy Spirit showed up and empowered them. See, the empowerment comes in the agreement together in the body. That's why Satan fights the unity of a local church so much. If somebody talks about me, you should just tell them, look here, man. Get my hand. We're going to set an appointment. You mean you are going to meet with pastor. Oh, no, no, I'm not putting him down. I'm just, you know, thinking, you know, we just need to pray for him. Oh, no. Someone talks about somebody leading you in children's ministry. Come on, grab my hand. We need to set an appointment. Let's go meet with her. See what she has. What good is it? You're out here talking about people, and I'm saying this because that's not really going on now. Remember I said we're in great unity right now, so I bet it's easier to talk about it now. Uh, so 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 why are you gonna talk about Miss Kathy or or the children's ministry or or the men's ministry with David or so? Why are you gonna talk about the worship pastor and among executive pastor and all these other things Pastor Steph does or Parker and youth ministry? You're gonna talk about them, but you're not putting them down. You're just expressing your feelings. <laughs> oh feelings. That's said, old Barry Manilow. See, he's still alive. Man, that dude looks pressed, glued, God bless him. Feelings. This is Chris, this is the way I feel. I don't know about you, but my feelings can get me in trouble. If you just feel like putting a move on that man's wife, you might get hurt. If you just feel like whooping someone else's child, you might just get in trouble. If you just feel like taking an extra $10,000 out of the bank that's not yours with a weapon in your hand. I mean, I know mean, you felt, felt like it. Wow. I mean, it's feelings, right? You just felt like it. <laughs> don't live by that, Steph said. Don't live by that. <laughs> I hope that I didn't have to say it, but I'll say it. Steph said don't live by it. I was hoping they figured that out. says, your most unbelievable dream and exceeds your wildest imagination. See, we're taught as children, after we're children, stop dreaming like that, stop thinking like that. That was good when you were a little girl playing with your dollhouse. You'll never have a mansion and a big house and you'll never have ministry. and you'll never, No, you just, you just find a good man and get married and get you a good degree and have a good job and raise a good, you get out there and you get all risky and try all that stuff and what happens, you know, you just, you're just gonna get hurt. Well, if that's the case, anyone living in poverty should never be hurt. If you're living in poverty, then you should not have any pain in your life. If it's according to what most parents taught their kids years ago, you know, don't take a big risk because you'll get hurt. I mean, maybe you got a decent job, but you're in debt. You can college is so much now. You're trying to borrow money to get your kids through college, or they're borrowing money, and you're just trying to get through, make what we call ends meet. Boy, they don't always meet. But but that should be the blessing because I shouldn't feel any pain from that because isn't that the will for my life? Just to make ends meet. Just to get through without causing a big truck problem. Just just to kind of make it to the other side. Kind of ease on into heaven. Will they tell you when you take a big chance and they just, after they can't convince you, they're sitting there almost praying against you. They, they just want you to learn while you're young. Let him go and get bankrupt before he's 30. He can start over. It won't be too bad. I'm going to get married. They'll blow up and by the next marriage, they'll have it figured out. See. See, what holds us back is our thinking. What holds us back is our mindset from God's best for our life. It says, he will outdo them all. Now, wait a minute. When, When we say, now this is not Dalton. This is the Holy Spirit inspired by Apostle Paul writing this letter. He will outdo them all. Let's go back and look at what he's gonna outdo now. Let's just read the list. He will outdo, achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. He will outdo your most unbelievable dream. He will outdo exceeding your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. Everybody say all. All. Say quantum leap. Quantum leap. Mm. And conjunction, exceed your wildest imagination. He will do them all. For his miraculous power does what? Constantly energizes you. So if that's not happening, then I'm not living by his power. If I'm not having crazy dreams and imaginations and I'm out there swinging for it, then I'm living by my own strength or my wife's strength, or my husband's strength, or my parents' or my friends' strength. I'm not living by the arm of the Lord. I'm not living by the glory of God. I'm not living by the presence and the power of God. I'm living by my own strength, so I get my own reward, my own result. But if I'm living by his arm, his strength, then it supersedes whatever I would even expect, dream, or imagine. Now, it didn't say you still don't have to dream it, right? Right? You got to dream it, put your faith there. You got to imagine it, put your faith and start taking steps, right? You're casting seed on the water so that when due season comes, it manifests. So what is this? This is God's desire for your life. That's his desire for your life. Not the life of not enough, scarcity and just getting through. Not just enough, just barely getting by, you know, barely feeding our family, barely, you know, keeping a roof over our heads. That's, That's not God. It's not a barely anointing. It's not just enough anointing. It's beyond what you could think, dream, imagine, envision, or anything beyond. It's beyond anything you've ever thought of before. So, how do we experience that? How do we experience walking into a quantum leap anointing? I just like saying that. How, How do we experience a quantum leap anointing? Pastor Bill's going to love that. He gets into quantum physics. I'm like, okay, let me grab my head, my chin, my head's spinning. But somehow my spirit gets it and it fires me up. But God's going to use him nationally and internationally with that word. You'll, you'll see. He'll be famous by that word. But anyway, so how do I walk into? How do I step? Oh, you know where the door for quantum leap anointing is? Anybody know where the door for quantum leap anointing is? Let me show you. You you go out this hall through those doors and you go out in front of the building. You turn around and as soon as you open the door and step in the the foyer, you just stepped into the doorway of your quantum leap anointing. That's where it's at. It's in the church. It's with fellow brothers and sisters that's believing for the quantum leap anointing with you. I mean, Jesus had a church split in Acts 1 after he told them about the promise coming and he's ascending to heaven and it said over 500 were assembled and all of them left but the 120 and two angels had to show up with Jesus halfway up the sky waving by, because they were splitting and leaving because Jesus, you said you'd never leave us again and you're leaving us again and there you go. And he's giving us the Holy Spirit living in us, not just with us. And the angel said, don't be discouraged from Galilee. Remember the angel said, don't be discouraged. He will appear again, not some effeminate, weak, wimpy Jesus I added that. That's Dalton italics there. He will appear in like manner as he left. Don't get tore up about it. He's coming back. But in the meantime, you got something what greater. He wanted you to have the Holy Spirit living in you, not just Jesus with, living with you. Hallelujah. So how do we experience that? We experience it by coming in and assembling ourselves together not just under a teaching, but under vision. See, if I'm just up here teaching you the mechanics of life, I mean, you don't even have to go to a church to get that. You can just go on YouTube and get a tutorial and learn about anything, parenting, all kinds of stuff. But, and, and we do teach those things, but, 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 we, but if you want something that's gonna get you into a quantum leap anointing that takes every area of your life, you need to be in a place that's got quantum leap faith. Right. Now, we don't have quantum leap faith yet, but I tell you, before 2020 is over, we will. Now, we had Quantum Leap Faith when Steph and I came here and only knew one family and took our life savings in retirement and rented a building for $3,100 a month for a year, plus utilities and everything else, plus over a $65,000 renovation, and threw a shingle up and painted the children's ministry and said, The Dalton's are here, and we, we paid for two weeks of radio advertisement on country, southern gospel, country radio, Southern Gospel and Black Gospel Radio, AM, couldn't afford FM. FM, we could do like one commercial a day on that two weeks and just hope people showed up. Well, I knew one family. But within six months, we broke 200 on Sunday morning and 150 on midweek, Thursday night. In nine months, we bought our first building. We were in this building by our fifth year. That's a quantum leap anointing. Now, the building is not it. Don't get me wrong. It's all the things we did. I can tell you all the missions. That's the most important thing. But that's the easiest thing for you to see. But think about that. That's a quant- But God told me we're going into a quantum leap anointing way beyond that. Way beyond that. Now, you can come and hang out, but you'll probably get so tired of hearing it and bored with it because you're not getting the harvest. But when I talk to these new business owners and and people that are so excited, we had a new company clean the carpets of the church up here and did a great job. Clean office, have a new company that caters. I mean, we got all kinds of new companies in this church. It's, it's cool seeing it. And what new realtor companies, new home investor businesses, new, new, new people rehabbing homes. We, we just got, it's cool watching all these new businesses start. Ask them if they grew last year. No, don't go ask Doubting Debbie sitting on the back row that's here once a month. Or funny Frank, you don't want to be with him. If you're Frank, I'm just don't take it personal. As long as you're not the funny Frank, you're fine. Uh, when I talk about funny, I mean I'm weird. Just be politically correct. Okay, so look at this now, and I mean that sincerely because I love everybody. I am not. I mean, I I am not at all. I love every person on this planet just the way they are. Now my goal is to get every one of you and all of us where we need to be, but I love every way where they are. Because in God's eyes, sin is sin. Did you know lying is just as big a sin as homosexuality or lesbianism? So watch who you're judging. Because the finger might go whoop. (laughs) But sin is sin with all of us, right? Just a little pastoring note for you. So we're not gonna talk about asking about something we're thinking about. So if I talk about something I'm thinking about, what does that do? So what I gotta realize is if, if I can't think about it, I can't talk about it. So our limitation, where is your limitation to move into your quantum leap? The Bible told us it's in our minds, right? It's in our thinking, not our circumstances. Our limitations are in our thinking, not our knowledge or experience. Our limitations only exist in our thought life, not in our ability. Because the only ability you have to have is to give God your whole life so you can receive his ability. See, you're thinking you're not smart enough. You got that right. You're not. You're thinking you're not strong enough. You got that right. You're not. You think you don't have enough influence. You got that right. You don't. You think you could never do it. You're right. You could never do it. But through Christ, I can do all things. Ooh. <laughs> F- feeling it kind of right in this area right here. Right. Try to get it over here now. Through Christ, uh, I, can I can do all things. What if you had 500 people come in here and believe that? What if you had 30 people that believed that? What if you had 500 people that really we believed There ain't one thing I can't do through Christ. You could forgive your mother-in-law through Christ. You really could. You could forgive your father-in-law through Christ. You could forgive those crazy young adult kids that got you in all that debt. You could forgive them. You could through Christ. And you kids could forgive those crazy moms and dads like me. You could forgive us. You can do all. Well, you're just believing to get out of debt before you die. Wow. You'll probably get there. <laughs> Make sure you get funeral insurance because you don't want to have to go in debt for the funeral insurance your spouse when you die. Make sure you figure that in. But if you get what I'm talking about, Come on, you won't just be getting by by the what, hair of your chinny chin chin, and the skin of your teeth, right? that's the old saying goes. You'd be quantum leap, quantum. living in that lifestyle, right. quantumly. Say, well, I just don't need all that stuff. Well, good, then sow it. That's right. <laughs> We've we got about $5.8 million check you can write today. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> wouldn't increase the salary, wouldn't buy a light bulb, but it sure help us. Take care of all the debt, then, all, then we don't have to pay interest to a bank. Right. I just don't need all that. Well, if you don't, I do. <laughs> I got big dreams. I can can spend your money, right? And I'm not even your wife. I can spend your money. I'm not even your favorite child. I can spend your money. So you've heard a lot about Romans 12 too, right? Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the, to prove what? So three things, which is really one thing. A lot of different denominations teach us three things. Well, you could be in God's good will or his permissive will or his good will or his best will. He didn't say or. He didn't say his good or acceptable or perfect. He said his good and acceptable and perfect will. He has one will. It's easy. It's not complicated. Is his will debt? Is his will disease? Is his will, you know, suffering? It's not his will. Doesn't mean you won't face that. You won't suffer. But what he's saying is if you will change your thinking, And get locked in together in a church, believing with you, and you're believing, and together we all the water rises together, and all of a sudden, what happens? Now you start having a multiplied. What's the Bible say? We're two together. Together, I'm in to the miss them, but then what? After each one, three, four, whatever, it 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 increases, right? So we're two together. What a thousand? Oh, two pray together. What they can put a th- one can put a thousand, two can put ten thousand, three can put a million. Just imagine you get 500 adults coming together believing for a quantum leap in all of our lives not just so we can get stuff but so we can give stuff. Your your kids might believe your, your God is real if you didn't go around moaning and groaning about how bad life is all the time and how tough it is and how they're like, my God, at least I'm having fun. Why, why be miserable, not have fun, and be in debt and never have anything? I'm going to be like my parents. I'll never have anything anyway. I might as well have fun while I can. Ooh, he's touchy preacher today. <laughs> Everybody say, take back, my power. take back my power. Time is it. I say, take back my power. <laughs> so we talk about that a lot when we do these immersion events on week, when we do them on the weekend. Why is it? Because it's not your power. When I take back my power, when I'm a child of God, what am I doing? I'm taking back the power he has invested in me. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing what? Every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And the church is too busy trying to get obedient that I don't smoke anymore and I don't jump rope anymore and I don't curse anymore and I don't get too drunk anymore and, you know, I don't, I don't cheat on my spouse as much anymore. I'm just trying to, you know, get through and be a better man, be a better girl. I'm just trying to be a better child, a better wife. That's not bringing it into the obedience of Christ. Bringing it into the obedience of Christ was already told us in Ephesians. That when the obedience of Christ is beyond what you can think, what you can ask, what you can dream, what you can imagine. That's the obedience of Christ, not just getting through to you through. See what I mean? If you can't handle this, you won't be here next week. But that's okay. I want you to find a place that you're comfortable that I want people in Bethel that don't want to be comfortable. That's right. if, if you're comfortable, you should get fidgety and go. Is this where I'm called to be? I mean, if you're comfortable here, you're like, man, I'm a Dalton must be off or something. I don't know. Could be you. But anyway, so what, <laughs> fidgety. What? If, you get, if you're in a place where you're comfortable, you're not growing. Because when a seed is planted in the ground, it's dead. But there's life in the seed, an assignment in the seed. And when the earth moves and the pressure comes and the water goes in and causes the soil to squeeze that seed till it bursts open and the assignment comes forth. You will never experience your assignment when you're comfortable. Comfortably giving, comfortably attending, comfortably serving. You'll You'll never walk in your assignment when you're comfortable. You need to get nervous when you're comfortable. says in the the Passion Translation, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy. But isn't that interesting up here? Casting down all arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What what it's saying in this translation, if it comes against God's knowledge, it's a fantasy. It's not even real. (laughs) Demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, everybody say we capture, like prisoners of war. Look at this. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and assist it, bow, in the obedience to the anointed one. Man, I just don't know why I lust so much because you've not taken it captive. I just don't know why I lie so much because you like it. You, you haven't taken it captive yet. So we need to get beyond the base things. Hebrews, is it two or three or whatever it says, we gotta get beyond the base thing of, being baptized, saved, baptized with water, baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and eating the word and and, and, we gotta, and raising the dead. We got to get beyond that. That's the base stuff. Raising the dead is the base stuff, Paul said. We got to get beyond. That's the base. That's for children. He said, you're still on milk. Still on breast milk, raising the dead. What happened to the American church? They told me in Nigeria, they said, from Nigeria, the pastors there said, you know what, said the reason the great, such a great move of God in Nigeria is because the great men and women from America came over and sowed into us and preached to us and they preached the truth and we were crazy enough to believe it. When they went back to America, people weren't living the truth that they were preaching. They kept preaching it but people weren't living it but we didn't know anything else. That's the only way I can get healed. I don't have a hospital. That's the only way my child will be delivered is to raise them from the dead or they're going to be dead. I don't have an option. They gave us an option. And we were naive and crazy enough to try it. And once we tried it, we liked raising the dead. We liked getting out of debt. We liked building the country. Nigeria, the, the churches are building the educational system in Nigeria, not the, not the country. Know the truth and the truth of. Let's, let's go back and I'll end with this. Just think, we're gonna have a party next week. We're gonna launch next, next week. I'll be here next week if I was you just saying. Look back at three twenty and 21. It says, now to him who is able what to do exceedingly above. All that we ask or think what? Not according to my power. Right? Not according to my wisdom, not according to my strength, but according to the power. Not a power, the power that works though. Where's it working at? God, I just wish you'd zap everybody. Lord, I just wish you'd move in this workplace and do something. these crazy people, this crazy boss or these crazy employees. God, I just wish you'd do something in my crazy family. Where's your power, God? I thought you loved me. I'm a Christian. I tithe. Most times, sometimes, and I come to church every now and then, and a lot of times, and sometimes, but but Lord, where are you? I've been praying. (laughs) Where's the power? But I don't feel any power in me. Then you haven't taken your thoughts, Captain. You need strongholds. We teach get ready, your strongholds get. No, you need strongholds, they just need to be good strongholds. Strongholds in faith, not doubt. Yeah. Strongholds in belief, not unbelief. Strongholds in faith holds in faith, not fear. Strongholds in love, not hate. Strongholds in holds in grace and forgiveness, not judgment and condemnation. Listen, one of the key things about this church is We believe people, everybody belongs. We believe that you are loved just as, Jesus loves you just as you are, not as you think you should be or I think you should be. It's between you and God, so God loves you. I don't have a choice but to love you. And you don't have a choice but to love me. Verse 21, to him, who? God, Jesus, the bride of the church, or we could even say the Holy Spirit. To him be glory. That means God's doxa, God's manifested presence in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Stepping into your 2.0, stepping into your quantum leap 2.0 does not happen in isolation. We're getting ready to pray in a minute, but I want you to get this. What's the first thing we do when we get ticked off, hurt, offended, wounded? Talked about, lied on, cheated. You know, sounds like a country song. An old country song. Actually, the new ones are better. <laughs> Went by my house and there said a truck. was my truck in my driveway. Aren't you glad I can't sing? So... What do you do when you don't get to have it your way? You know, you leave Burger King, go to McDonald's. McDonald's, go to Burger King, have it your way there. You isolate, right? You might break things and cuss and do stupid stuff and hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, but eventually you finally, when you calm down, you isolate. You don't want to be around anybody. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to hear anybody. Not even the Holy Spirit. So how can his power work in you if you isolate from him? Who wants to be part of a church, a kind of church that God's blessing and lead? Who wants to be part of a church that God's blessing and leading us into a new decade through a quantum leap anointing? Does anybody want to be in that kind of church today? Well, we'll have at least 40. That's good. Okay, we'll have 40 after the day. So so here's, I'm gonna close and we're gonna pray, but here's what I'm gonna tell you as I'm closing. We've already begun laying this foundation and relaying the foundation this year through five key things. Relaunching, redoing, revamping covenant membership here at the church. No longer just membership, it's covenant membership. We've also done it through connect groups. We've been doing that for, I don't know, three, four, five years, whatever But this year, it just went to another level in relationships, so we're doing it through connect groups, which is getting ready to launch in a couple weeks, so get ready for that uh, relaunch, and then uh, that's where you build your relationships. And then we've done it through core groups, which are getting ready to call edge groups, EDGE, which is Exponential Discipleship Growth and Expansion, that's where we pour leadership in you. That's where, you know, connect groups where you build relationships and you're invested in that way, but... When you get into edge groups, that's where we have opportunity one hour a week through a Zoom call with the same six to eight people with the same leader for nine months, you get an opportunity to be poured into and you get an opportunity to be invested in the growth. Uh, also, we built that foundation through our events, our Clarity, Growth, Vitality, Immersion Events so our Immersion Event for Vitality is coming up in February and then through impacting our community through Family Food Center and other things that we're, we're doing and we're going to up that. So that's just some of the elements. That's not everything. Our music, does anybody believe our music's went to another level? I think it's went to another realm myself. I just believe it's just off the chart. I know several of our people are traveling and stuff, but it's just amazing. Even with that today, everybody was strong today, anointed today. See, see, I, I would rather have anointing. Now, I love anointing and talent. And I believe if someone's anointed and trusts God, they'll end up being talented if they've already got a basic. I'd rather have anointing than a bunch of talent any day of the week. I've learned my lesson. So how can we be intentional? How can we be intentional to allow God to prepare us for 2020 for a quantum leap? How can I be intentional? How how can I really dig in with you, pastor, and do this? Number one, everybody write this down. I want you to actually write this down because I want you to see this. Put it in your phone, text it in your phone. Number one, stop thinking small, limited thoughts about your life. That's the best thing you can do for me to lead you. Stop thinking small and limited thoughts about your life. Take those thoughts, I'm not good enough, I never make it, I'm the one that fails, it always happens to me. Take them prisoner and cast them out of your life. And take the right thoughts. So number one, stop thinking small and limited thoughts about your life. Here's the second thing you can do. Here's the second thing you can do to enter into your quantum leap this year. Dream bigger for your 2.0. Dream bigger for your 2.0. What are you saying? Everybody, when I've been talking about coming into Bethel 2.0, because it's not just me or you, it's us, the church and all together. So the church moves into this 2.0 because you do. But dream bigger. So whatever you had written down today, go home, pray, and make it bigger than before you came in here today. You can really help move it into that because what's that do? That stirs you. That challenges you. It gets you out of your comfortable zone. What's the third thing you can do? I'm asking each one of you to give strong and courageous through the end of this year. So you got today, which you've already given, but you can do push pay, you can do, you know, if you haven't been tithing, you need to get caught up, you need to get in line with God's word so you can walk in this thing. Whatever it is that you've been, or a seed you need to sow, whatever it is release your faith, you got to the 31st, because this is that manifestation time, do that. And what does that do? Set the standard the rest of this week or the next few days going in and don't go below that standard. Set a standard of your giving. You know, you haven't even given an offering to you given giving your tithe, So set a standard of your giving. And, and challenge yourself to move on. So those are the three things that I'm, I'm asking you to do. Now, there's other things I could say. Serve and love and forgive and eat more and eat good and eat healthy. But I, I don't want to give you 12 things. I'll give you three. I'll give you more next week. See, I'm relaxed. I'm kind of hot and sweaty, but I'm relaxed. I just want to look at you real good because by the end of the first quarter of this year you're not going to look like this I just want to get a good look of yesterday this is already yesterday to me this is yesterday and anyone that gets in agreement does those three things right there you will not be the same as you are today now I'm starting because you are my dream so my dream depends on you your dream depends on me. We're in this together and each other. So you need to encourage every person around you to dream bigger. Have greater imagination, greater hunger. greater. So wherever you're at, that doesn't mean you got to go out of your character and try to do something, be something you're not. That's why wisdom is in a multitude of counselors. Just don't go to depressing, faithless counselors. Come to people that's got faith and at least talk it through. Maybe it's the right thing. It's just not time yet. Or maybe you're behind time, you should do it tomorrow. You should have already done it. I don't know. But get around people faith wisdom that can speak into your life. Then I'm thinking about you in the second quarter. Oh, my goodness. Woo. I, I believe we'll be double by the end of the second quarter. I really do. And I don't care about numbers. I'm not talking about doubling double the chairs out. I'm talking about double in people moving in to their 2.0 anointing. You'll grow because of that. I'm not here, I told you a year and a half ago I stopped trying to grow a church because number one, I knew this, God grows the church. He gives the increase. But I stopped preaching to people to be in a church. I only preach to leaders. So if you are not a leader, don't wanna be a leader, then, you know, maybe what I preach a lot of time doesn't touch you. But it should because everyone's a leader. You're not born a leader. You decide to become a leader and you get mentored and trained and you step in and do what you're supposed to do. You're a leader, you just don't know it. If you're a mom, you're a leader. If you're a dad, you're a leader. If you're young and you're, you know, going and getting your education, you're a leader. If you wouldn't, you wouldn't be trying it. Or you're going to work every day. If you're going to work every day, you're a leader. So you're a leader, you just got to grow your leadership ability, that's all. And this is your year. Hallelujah. I want to take, I want you to just close your eyes and sit there right where you are. You can play softly on the keyboard or Twitter. And I want you to see yourself. Man, what's the end of January? If you, if you, there's certain things that you want to break in your life and you want to move into a new season. What decision do you need to make you need to do these three for sure if you're not doing them but what one big thing could you do that could bring the greatest impact impact to put you at a different level by the end of January doesn't mean you're going to be where you're dreaming of being but it's got you where you. it would be noticeable to you it would be like wow give you great confidence what is that one thing there's power in, in folks on one thing what is that one thing you need to do It could be due to your health. It could be due to your mindset. It could be due to your career, your ministry. I don't know. What's that one thing that will bring the greatest return for you? You know, like the 80-20 principle. What's that one thing that will bring the greatest return to you that if you just focused on that for 30 days, what what would it bring you? As you think about that and you thought about where you are, think about it like this now. If I did that and was in that flow at the end of January, what would I feel like? What, feel like? what if you lost those five pounds, ten pounds? You know, what, what if you shured up that marriage? What if you shured up that relationship with those kids? What, what if you kind of got your, your, your mindset right to get promoted and to grow in your business or, or to grow in your job? What, whatever it is. Anointing, what would it take for you to be used better by God, more by God? What is that one thing that you need to do, you know you need to do, at the end of January, you go, wow. Now, what's two things that you could add to that? And over the next 60 days, till you get to the end of the first quarter, just by focusing on those three things, how would you feel? Where would you be? I believe you'd already be in a quantum leap mode right then. I really do. A stand there's a gift of faith here this morning what is the gift of faith? it's different than your faith my faith it's one of the nine gifts of spirit so there's a farmer's faith natural faith if I sow a seed I, I get a harvest there's spiritual faith every child of God when you're born again you get the faith that's what a mustard seed and mustard seed faith can do great things then there's faith of, in agreement, where someone that's operating in a higher level of faith than you, you come into agreement and it stirs you. And then there's the other kind of faith, which in Corinthians, the book of Corinthians, is it first or 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, where it says that we have these nine gifts of the Spirit. You know, you have, they're in threes. You have healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. You have word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, and discerning of spirits, that's right. So we have nine. One, oh, gift of faith, healings, and miracles. Signs and more. Those are the three power gifts. What is that? That's not your faith, right? That's God's faith. It's a gift that he gives you for that instant to impart. It's not just for you, but it's to impart to others. When you see me operating miracles, that's when the gift of faith is on me. And you'll see somebody healed or an eardrum open or an eye open or this. What is it? That? That's not my faith. If it's my faith, they wouldn't get nothing. But it's God's faith that he just allows me to have for 10 seconds, a minute or an hour. And as I release that gift by, by my own faith, I release his faith because it's his. What happens? I, it gets his reward, not my reward. That's what they get. So right now, there's a gift of faith on me for you. Not for everyone, even though God is no respecter of persons. Because even though it's open to everyone, if you don't think you can have it, it's not for you yet. You're just not ready yet. It's okay. You'll get there. That's why I said I, I, I can't get everybody there today. But for you, that your faith is stirred and you're willing to come into agreement with me to receive God's faith today to move you into these next three steps that you need. Now, join in with me no matter where you're at in your faith, but right now, this is your time. This is your time. And on the count of three, I I just want you to whisper it to yourself, those three things that you you need to do. It could just be all I'm going to do is control my tongue for 30 days. I'm just not going to say anything negative. Doesn't mean you're saying sin, just negative. Just stop saying, ah, it always happens to me. Well, I never get a break. Well,
1: if anybody's late,
0: I'll be held up. No, no. Will you imagine if you just cut the negativity, the words out for 30 days, What, where you'd be in your faith walk with God? So on the count of three, I just want you to speak the three, whisper the three things out. You do not have to be where anybody hears you. You can shout them, I don't care. But it's just so you speak it out. And then I'm going to come into agreement. You release God's faith over it right now. One, two, three. Speak it out. Speak it out. Yeah. And just Speak it out. Make sure before you leave, you type in your phone, write it down. And yeah. Hallelujah. Just, just put your hands like this. This means you're ready to receive. Close your eyes. It's ready to receive. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for using your vessel today. I know it's not me, it's you. I thank you for your word and your spirit and your truth, Father. I humbly come before you today and thank you for your gift of faith. I thank you that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the kind of church you want to have in this nation. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the kind of church you want to have in this nation, not just in Lexington or Nicholsville, but in this nation. A church that flows in the supernatural regularly, a church that flows in. Financial prosperity that we can turn neighborhoods and cities around in a month. A, a church that can, can take care of crises and situations. A church that can fund and help take care of the addicted and to bring them into a place of healing and the broken and the wounded and the orphans, God. A church that can do amazing, amazing things that we haven't even thought we could do or dreamed we could do or imagined we could do. And, Holy Spirit, if you're going to do that, let us be that church. We don't look like it. We don't feel like it, we don't even think like it. But help us to dream for it. Help us to imagine it. what it would be like to be part of a church that's not just in one location but in multiple locations. A church that when people just step on the property, they feel the presence and they they give their life to Christ, they receive their healing, and they go back out and do your ministry. Lord, help us to dream that, help us to imagine it. So if we're that kind of church, that means we're the ones doing these amazing supernatural things. That means that everyone in this room needs to walk in supernatural faith every one of us needs to walk in supernatural faith every one of us needs to walk in prosperity and power and anointing and heal. every one of us needs to be healed so we can give healing every one of us every one of us needs to be free so we can give freedom every one of us need to serve so we can be served so we can do what you called us to do so Father now I release your faith Into their dream. Now, into their imagination. Now, into their thinking. Come forth, faith. Stir up God's gifts in them now. Stir up promise. Stir up hope. Stir up power. Unbelief, go. I break your back now. Doubt, leave them. Fear, I break you. Hope, love, faith, come now. Gifts of healings, now. Miracles, signs and wonders, now. Anointing to preach the gospel with power and demonstration and teach the gospel, now. Your might, your power in us, in our church. Your power in us, in our church. For our community, our state, our nation, and nations of the world. Be done in Jesus' name. Do you believe that this morning, give God a shout. Come on, if you believe that, give God a shout.